You are listening to an Awkward Human podcast. For more information on this podcast or all of our shows, visit awkwardhuman.com slash shows. Hey everyone, welcome back to an all new episode of Interview with a Comic Book Nerd. I am your host, Richard Cardenas. Card Cardenas. It's sometimes hard to roll my R's when they go straight into a consonant. Consonant. Um, yeah, from an from an R to a D in Spanish, rolling to the D. I don't know why it's hard for me. Cardenas. Cardenas. Like I, if if I do it, if I do it. I have to exaggerate the role and then I feel like it lasts too long. And if I don't, then I just like stumble over the R into the D and you guys don't care. All right. So this is episode number 21. We've done 21 of these. We're climbing the ranks a little bit, I would say. I would say. All right. So anyway, this is a new week. This is a new episode. How's everyone doing? Um, I'm doing okay. I've been a little bit like down on myself lately, and I need to kind of figure out how to get out of that. It's like this weird like depression thing. I wouldn't call it depression. Maybe it is. I don't think it is, but I've just kind of been like down. Like my my creative mind hasn't been fulfilled or something. I don't know. Like I can't think of anything. I can't be creative. I think that's what's going on. I've been in a, a little bit of a slump for whatever reason. And so it's filled my days with sorrow <laughs> and I've been trying to to not be that way. I've been trying to kind of like do stuff that would possibly make me happy. And some of that stuff includes playing video games, reading books, reading comics and and the such. And um, has it been helping? I guess. I don't know. But it's hard to go to like work every day and, you know, sit in your cubicle and be like, what's going on in the world? Why am I here right now <laughs> when I could be doing things that I'd rather be doing? Then I wouldn't get money. And then how how would this podcast go on and how would everything that I love to do continue to go on? So, you know, it's kind of like those sacrifices you need to make, right? All right. So anyway, enough about my depression. Um, I have a recap for you. Yay. All right. So this recap is going to be from the generator. The Generation X series. Uh, this is the new series, not the old one. This is the new one that's happening right now. This is n issue number seven. This is written by Christina Strain. By the way, I'm really liking what she's doing. Anyway, it's written by Christina Strain. Um, art by Eric Coda. Colors by Felipe Sobrero. And letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. All right. So let's get into the backstory a little bit because we're kind of like jumping right in the middle of something that's happening. Um, so here's the backstory. This issue revolves around Nathan, uh, Nathaniel Carver, a.k.a. Hindsight, and he's a mutant who can see the memories of anyone he touches. And he can also see the inner workings of, like, inanimate objects, which will be explored in this issue. We also have Benjamin Deeds, a.k.a. Morph, who can basically morph into anyone he wants. He can cause people to like him and be comfortable with him. So even though he doesn't morph... Um, completely like identical to whatever he's into whoever he's you know morphing into his passive ability allows him to get away with any faults that he may show when he's morphed so like if a person has a bunch of freckles on their face and when he morphs he's not able to bring those freckles out he has this like other ability where he has like a 
charm. And so it kind of allows the person to ignore that minor detail. Um, unlike Mystique, he can't change like his clothes and stuff as well. It's only like his physical body form that he can change. Um, and then we've got Quentin Quire, AKA Kid Omega, who is a telepath and has telekinesis as well. And he's also been a host of the Phoenix Force, apparently, uh, which I learned while reading the Jean, the Jean Grey uh, run. He is an Omega-level mutant, hence the alias, I suppose. I'm not really sure where he got that name from, but I'm going to go ahead and guess that's where it's from. Those are some cops driving past my house because I live in L.A. All right, so... Um, so they are at a weapons auction, basically with like all these elite people. And there's this kid there, Cade Kilgore, who's running the auction. And I guess he worked with Quentin in the past and it didn't work out so well, maybe. Uh, I think he also hates mutants, or at least he hates the X-Men. Maybe he's just a bad guy. Uh, so in the previous issue, we learned that he just auctioned off some nano sentinels to the Strucker twins, Andrea and Andreas Von Strucker. Um, these nano sentinels uh, were first introduced, I think, in the X-Men Gold run. Um, and basically, they're they're just like these tiny little robot things that can like go inside of you or make up a bigger robot. And they basically are, you know, they do what sentinels do. They kill mutants. But these specific ones, I guess, were like kind of they went crazy a little bit where they were like any kind of abnormality within humans will be destroyed. And it's like, everyone has an abnormality, you know, if, if they go by what they called an abnormality, any kind of like mutation or whatever, like, I guess, um, technically two different colored eyes on a person is like a mutation or whatever. So like that kind of thing, like they would go and kill that person, even though they're not technically a mutant. So anyway, I mean, besides the fact that they're trying to kill mutants, that was another thing on top of what they were doing. So he has auctioned off this uh, thing, these nano sentinels to the Strucker twins. Um, so these twins are pretty incestuous. <laughs> uh, when they were fetuses, they were bioengineered by their father to have powers. Uh, so while they were still in the womb, um, but they can only activate their powers when they have skin to skin contact with each other which they are really creepy about. So um, the, the, the team, the X-Men team that we have right now, the Generation X people, so they decide that they're going to get the Sentinels, the Nano Sentinels back from the twins. So the plan is that Quentin will make Andreas think he has to pee and Benji and Nathan, or Nathaniel, sorry, will knock him out and Benji will turn into him. Then Benji, as Andreas, will basically steal the nano sentinels from andrea so benji goes to the bathroom to wait for andreas and he is having this memory where scott summers is training him and is basically telling him that he's not ready that his powers are more passive and that benji needs to be ready to protect his friends but at this point benji is not ready then he turns into andrea and um andreas walks in and is shocked that she's in there um then he like ups his creep level by 10 because he starts touching Andrea's face and he's like talking about how their father cloned her after she died and like blah, 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 plot, all this stuff. Um, he, he feels like a stubble on her face and Benji freaks out a little bit, but Nathaniel comes in and stuns Andreas with a gun. 
So then Nathaniel and Benji have this moment where Benji is kind of like doubting himself. You know, he's heard this memory of Scott telling him like he's not ready to do anything, blah, blah, blah. And Nathaniel assures him that he's going to do great. Side note, Nathaniel has a crush on Benji. And in this issue, he kind of like starts to think maybe it has to do with Benji's charm. And he's like, oh, because like Quentin basically tells Nathaniel like, yeah, he's got this charm ability. And so Nathaniel's like, you know what? Maybe that's what it is. And now this is making sense. So anyway, they undress Andreas and send Benji out as him. And Benji goes to meet with Andrea. God, this saying their names is so confusing. By the way, when they like use their powers together, they're called Fenris or something. <laughs> anyway, uh, meanwhile, Nathaniel asks if there's anything between Quentin and Benji, and Quentin assures him that there is not. Cade Kilgore overhears this conversation and is like, ha, caught you red-handed. You are working with the X-Men again. So I guess Kate does hate the X-Men. Uh, Quentin tries to warn Benji psionically, but Cade uses this like psionic blocker that ends up hurting him. He he's like equates it to a dog collar. Um, we cut back to Benji and Andrea, and she's grilling him about their birthday. And Benji's like, "Oh, I don't know what you want. I mean, we could do whatever. We can dance. We can drink. We can kill mutants. Whatever." And Andrea's like, "Uh, our birthday was last week. Who are you?" <laughs> and so then we cut back to the others and. Uh, Kate confesses that there are no nano sentinels. He faked it to catch Quentin in his lie. Um, then we get back to Benji and he takes the canister of the nano sentinels and um, he morphs into like a, a bunch of people because he's just been, you know, figured out and he's like morphing and morphing and morphing and he runs away and Andrea gets in a fight with someone. She like runs into him. She's like, get out of my way. She's trying to catch up to Benji. Right. Um, and Benji's, like, telling everyone, like, hey, go check out that fight over there. Like, oh, my God, it's Andrea Strucker. Like, go check it out. And so everyone's like, oh, shit, we got to go over there. And so they go, and Benji starts making his getaway. We go back to Quentin, and Cade is basically saying that all he wanted to know was, like, basically if Quentin was back with the X-Men. He says that Quentin is, like, the equivalent of these nano-sentinels to the X-Men that he will basically destroy them from the inside out. Um, so I, I don't know if there's like history there <laughs> with that kind of a situation. Uh, I think there is. I think that uh, that uh, Quentin has kind of done some shitty things to the X-Men and now he's kind of like repenting, I guess. Um, so it, 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 I think this is something that Quentin is struggling with within himself. He is the kind of character that kind of comes off very uh, conceited, very uh, confident, very I don't want to deal with anyone's bullshit. But I think underneath he has like all these insecurities that in the past Nathaniel by touching him has kind of been able to see. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, eventually all hell starts breaking loose with the fight that um, Andrea started. And Kate's like, I'm going to get away. Like, I don't want to be a part of this. So he makes a getaway. Benjamin, uh, Benji, eventually meets back with the team. And they're starting to, like, they have to try to figure out how to escape this whole situation unscathed. Quentin says that Kate probably has a secret door or something somewhere that he was able to get away from everything and that they need to find it. 
Benji tells Nathaniel to use his powers to find the secret door, but Nathaniel doesn't think he can because he's like, mm, it doesn't really work on inanimate objects. Like I have to, it works better with people. And and Benji basically gives him a pep talk this time and like encourages Nathaniel. And he's like, you know, you can do this, whatever. Like I believe in you basically. And Nathaniel's like, all right. And so he starts to try to focus and he's able to find the secret door and they make their escape. We then get a nice little moment, like back at the X mansion, we see Jubilee and Jonathan, AKA chamber. Uh, and for those of you who may not be familiar with Jonathan, he is this mutant that like, I guess his face is ripped off or something or not his face, but his jaw. Maybe I don't, it's probably not the case, but he emits fire from within his body um, out of his mouth. And so he uses this scarf to basically cover up his mouth so that he's not just spewing fire because it's not really controllable for him. Like if he lowers his scarf and is talking like fire is just going to be coming out. Um, so he uses this scarf. It must be some kind of like special scarf to keep in fire. But anyway, he uses this scarf uh, and they call him Chamber. So anyway, they are talking about how Jubilee has this hunger that is always within her. And if you don't know, Jubilee is a vampire right now. She was turned a while back. Uh, but she says basically that fighting made her forget her hunger. Um, a few issues ago, they were out looking for um, this uh, Monet who's possessed by her brother uh, and was killing people, I guess. And so they went out looking for her. They fought her. They fought some people who were trying to hurt the X-Men. And so she's basically saying, like, all this fighting that I've been doing, that I've been getting back to, has kind of, like, subdued that hunger. At least it made me forget that hunger was there. You know, it made her feel a little bit more normal. And Jonathan, or they call her, they call him Jono. Um, so Jono says that they spent their youth basically thinking that they were monsters because they were mutants. And it it takes time to adjust to the realization that they're not monsters. And now that she's a vampire, it's kind of like having to go through that whole process all over again. And so they have this kind of like sweet moment where she kind of like leans over onto his shoulder and she's like, oh my God, thank you just for being you. And and they have this moment where it's like, will they, won't they? But then Jubilee like ruins it by biting her tongue. And she's like, oh crap, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go check my tongue, make sure I didn't hurt myself too much. And she basically leaves him there with the baby Shogo, her like adopted son. And um, Chamber's like, oh God, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and they just have like this little cute moment, the baby and Jono. Uh, so anyway, we see the boys getting back to the mansion and they're heading to their individual rooms when Nathaniel like kind of turns back to Benji and he's like, hey, I owe you a movie um, or you owe me a movie, whatever. We owe a movie to each other. <laughs> and Nathaniel starts walking away and Quentin has to like knock some sense into Benji to basically go after him. And Benji reaches for Nathaniel's hand, but Nathaniel like withdraws because it's his like instinct like whenever he's about to touch someone he tries not to do it because that's basically the way his powers are activated and um he basically nathaniel has tried to spend his whole life not touching people just because one it's a violation to them but two it's like a little bit overwhelming for him as well so uh that's kind of like his journey right now is just kind of like coming to terms with using his powers like whether or not he should uh, which I think at this point he's decided that he he should for for good reasons, um, but not for the bad ones, obviously. Anyway, so 
Benji and Nathaniel are standing there kind of awkwardly looking at each other and and Nathaniel's like what's up like what why are you here and it cuts to a new panel to a new page rather where Benji's returning to his room that he shares with Quentin their roommates and Quentin kind of like jabs at him basically saying see Benji that's the difference between us I go after what I want whereas you don't and it ends with the final um panel being Benji like laying down on his side on his bed looking really really sad and that's where it ends um I really like that issue because it kind of like explores you know who like just I guess the beginning like little crush stuff between uh, Nathaniel and Benji um I had no idea that's where this was going <laughs> when I first started this series uh but it's nice to see it, the weird thing and I don't I don't want to say weird but I guess maybe for me like personally for me but I don't think it's weird for the world but maybe it is I don't know maybe some of you guys feel this way but the weird thing for me is that like there's a lot more um I guess gay stuff <laughs> coming out of like Marvel and stuff, which I like. I, I really do like it. I'm not complaining about it, whatever, um, whatsoever. But uh, I just noticed that like, you know, with Benji and Nathaniel, with Iceman, um, it, and I guess there are other characters as well that I, you know, can't rack my brain to to find. But um, I like it. Uh, it. It's it's becoming a little bit more normal for this type of thing to happen, I guess. Um, so it's nice. I like seeing it. But uh, yeah, anyway, anyway. That's that's the issue. I enjoyed it. I'm really liking this run. I'm liking what Christina Strain is doing. Um, don't really know where the series is going or like how it. I mean, I know how it ties to the rest of the X Men and stuff because there's a, quite a bit of crossover. But like them individually, they haven't really done anything that is big or significant. Then again, there's only been seven <laughs> issues, so whatever. Like I'm just on the journey. It's a fun series. Uh, that doesn't feel consequential to to everything else that's going on. So I'm really liking it. Is basically what I'm saying. Um, so yay, yay Marvel and the team. Um, all right. So let's get into some news. There is a lot of stuff happening. Um, I will get into the more serious thing, uh, as my second piece of news. But first, uh, X Men Blue will cross over with Venom in this series. I guess they're calling Poison X. So this is going to be a six-issue crossover starting in January with uh, the X-Men Blue Annual. Basically, the group will be going to space to fight off a new threat. Um, Colin Bunn, the writer for X-Men Blue, says that the events will will, um, affect the current team and change the lineup when the arc is over. I don't know what that means. I mean, obviously, a change in the lineup means there will be new characters. (laughs) But... um, I, I don't know, like, who, what, huh? Um, I am very interested in this. I was trying to read the Venomverse series. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys remember a few episodes back. I read the uh, first Venom Edge of Venomverse uh, issue with um, X-23, Laura Kimmy, being, uh, using the, the, the symbiote. Uh, but ultimately, I gave up because I realized that I didn't really care enough to continue buying them. Uh, you know, this, this hop, this hobby is an expensive one, y'all. Um, but my point is, <laughs> uh, this is an interesting team up. Uh, it's, it's not one I would have imagined if I was asked to imagine a random team up. 
Uh, I'm a little afraid of what it means that the lineup is changing, though. I really like this team together. I mean, I wouldn't mind if, you know, Angel or Cyclops left the team. For me, they don't really add anything to the books. I really enjoy Cyclops in the Champions because the team makes fun of him and he's able to take it and kind of make fun of himself as well. And I think that, like, being with the Champions is giving him more of a personality and is helping him open up a little bit more, loosen up a little bit more. And so I really like him in that book with the X-Men blue. However, it's, it doesn't feel so much that way. He's still just kind of, well, I don't want to say still, I don't know too much of the, of the old Cyclops. I only know like the sixties version of Cyclops, but he's kind of bland in this in this run. Um, Angel is kind of like a side character, a character that they don't really do anything with either. Right now, he's flirty with a sheriff who's been helping the X Men figure out what's going on with Miss Sinister, but that's about it. Like, um, he's not really doing anything with the team as far as like character development or anything like that. Hank, on the other hand, is dealing with magic that is like really fucking with him, and the and it's fucking with the team a little bit. Um, and so I, I, I really like with that. We've got like drama with him. Iceman isn't really doing much either, but I like his little one liners and, and, you know, the, the personality addition basically to the team. I like him in it. Um, unlike Cyclops and, and, uh, who did I say? Angel. Um, I feel like Iceman does get to give us a little bit of comedic relief i guess um which is, is which is nice to have so even though he's not developing much as a character in this book uh he's able to do that for us Jean is the leader i mean i want her to step up a bit though um i just feel like she's fine as a leader but i don't know it it feels like she's still trying to figure it out, which she is, you know, she's young and everything. So there's still so much for her to learn. Um, I just want, I want more, (laughs) God, I feel so stupid saying this, but I want her to have more responsibility or more responsibilities that are of, of consequence, which I think they're exploring right now with the X-Men gold and blue crossover with the uh, legacy thing going on. I think they're, they're actually exploring that where you see her and Kitty kind of have this moment of like, wait, I lead my own team. Why are you telling my team what to do? Um, but anyway, uh, who, who, who do we have? Oh, now we have Polaris, who's coming in as like a sort of mentor, I guess. So I'm interested to see what they do with her. Um, maybe they'll get rid of Jimmy, uh, which is like X-Men Blues version of Wolverine. I could take or leave him. We've got so many Wolverines running around now, especially with the actual you know, Logan Wolverine returning from the dead. It's like the Spider-Man problem, but with Wolverine. <laughs> so anyway, what are your thoughts on on that series, that crossover coming? Um, I'd love to know what you guys think. Uh, I think actually after, you know, finding out that this has to do with Poison X, I might go back to the Venomverse stuff and finish it up because I think that once Edge of Venomverse ends and then Venomverse happens, uh, I think they deal with the Poison X stuff there. So it's probably like a continuation of that story, which I'm interested to read. So I think I'll I'll end up going back to it eventually. Anyway, here's a, 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 a little bit of news um, that dropped today as I'm recording this. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis just signed on to write exclusively 
for DC. And this has shocked me. <laughs> he's basically one of the bigger names over at Marvel. And he was writing two books that I'm currently reading. I mean, he's writing much more than just the two that I'm reading. But the ones that I'm reading are The Defenders and The Invincible Iron Man. Um, so I, I'm like, huh, what, who is going to come in and, and take over these things? But anyway, as of right now, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Marvel released a statement wishing him well. Uh, it seemed a little odd. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I, I. I hope that he left amicably, but I don't know. It just seems so sudden and so like they didn't really say much other than just like good luck, <laughs> you know. Like they weren't like we're gonna miss him or anything. They're just like he was a contributor, uh, and good luck. So I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into it, um, reading into the drama of of that split, but. I don't know. As of right now, we don't know what he'll be writing over at DC, but he's like exclusively DC. He's not going to write for anyone else. And we don't know who's taking over his titles at Marvel. But I got to say, um, I love Iron Man, uh, the Invincible Iron Man. And I loved what he did with the series. But I think that this is a great opportunity to bring in a person of color onto the book to write Riri. Uh, I think that he did a great job writing her, but I like to get the the point of view of like a black person, you know, honestly. Uh, but what do you guys think about this split? What do you think that it means for Marvel? Like, do you think that they're scrambling? Probably not. I don't think that they're scrambling for writers, but I, I hope they announce someone soon. Um, who would you guys like to take over those books? Uh, and also like, where do you think Brian Michael Bendis would fit in in the DC world, I know that Sam Humphreys recently um, announced that he's going to be writing Nightwing. So I don't know um, Brian Michael Bendis all that well. I'm still relatively new to him. Um, so I don't really know where he will fit in. Maybe like Suicide Squad or something. I'm not sure. But uh, I don't know who's leaving the DC books or, or what's going on there. Um, but anyway, what do you guys think about it? Then the last little bit of news... Um, as far as comic books go, uh, well, maybe comic books. Uh, they, they, yes, comic books. Why not? Comic book movies. So recently, or yesterday, uh, for me, Fox, the guy at Fox, I forget his name, Modoc or something. <laughs> it's not Modoc, but <laughs> he has a, a a name like that. <laughs> um, he uh, he basically was like, yeah, Fox is in talks with Disney to like basically have them buy all of our entertainment stuff. And we want to keep our news and sports, but, you know, we we are thinking about selling them, like, the Fox Studios, basically, the entertainment studios. And probably, like, an hour, two hours later, like, it, the talks were shut down. And we're like, no, this is not happening. <laughs> so that was quite interesting. And it got the whole world of comic books in a, in a flurry of, of talks about like what this means for the Marvel universe and stuff like getting the X-Men back, getting the fa uh, fantastic four back, you know, what, do, what does this mean? Um, basically it's not going to happen right now, but the good thing is that they're talking about it, <laughs> that, the, that the discussion was open and that it's possible that in the future, there's going to be even more discussion about this. I'm excited for that. Like I know right now, obviously that's not going to happen and that we have all these like Fox properties coming out right now with, with like Deadpool, New Mutants, X-Factor, like all this stuff that they have planned. Um, that's all headed our way, which is all very exciting stuff. Uh, but obviously, I would like X-Men to be part of the MCU. I think that they, you know, they work separately and they've always worked separately. But like having them cross over and have like events with the with the MCU would be would be great because then you get moments like in Thor where you have 
Doctor Strange showing up for part of it or like an Ant-Man where you have Falcon showing up for part of it. You know, like that's fun stuff that could happen with the X-Men. Um, they don't necessarily have to have huge stories with each other, but then even they could, you know, <laughs> like they could. So uh, anyway, those talks are shut down. It's not happening, but it's still exciting that it happened, um, which is it's a little bit like it's good because I I have hope that it means something good will happen. Something will come eventually, whether it's tomorrow, next year, or in the next five years, if that is able to happen. Wonderful. All right. Now I'm going to jump into TV a little bit, and these are going to be quick, hopefully. But okay, here we go. So the Orville has been renewed for season two. This really excites me because the Orville has been such a surprising pleasure. Now, I haven't really watched any Star Trek other than the new movies. I've seen a few episodes of the original series, but I've like I haven't seen it, seen it. But I've always known the aesthetic and like the theme of the show because like how could you not, right? <laughs> well, the Orville is such a great parody and I've heard like from original Star Trek fans that they love this as a parody. So, while at the same time it's a parody, it actually says something about real life issues. We've already touched on the show, not we, but the show has already touched on trans issues. They've touched on social media. They've touched on religion. Like they've touched on these subjects in a very big way that has the audience really thinking about it. At least it has me thinking about it. Like even though like I may lean left, obviously, uh, for those who have been hearing me for for who knows how long, uh, I do lean left. Um, but anyway, like it has me thinking about these situations that that they present on the show and the show just continues to impress me. So the fact that they got renewed for a season two, which I didn't think would happen, but they did. I am so excited because I love what, what they're doing with this show. So Seth MacFarlane, thank you. You are on my list of people I can have sex with. That is not considered cheating. Um, so anyway, thank you. <laughs> Seth MacFarlane. The other thing, uh, that was renewed was the actual Star Trek series. This is Discovery. Now, I gotta say, I really enjoy this show too. It doesn't give me the same feelings as the Orville does, obviously. Um, where the Orville completely embraces Star Trek, this series embraces the universe it exists in. A lot of people have said that it's a great sci-fi show, but it's not a great Star Trek show. Um, I can see why they feel that way, and I don't disagree, but I do like that we are getting a different tone from the series. It's kind of like what I said about Fox um, Marvel movies. It's giving us the same universe with a different tone. I know it messes with the fans like of the original series, um, but it doesn't bother me, and obviously it probably wouldn't just because, like I already said, I didn't really watch the original series. So... I don't know. I feel like it's more accessible for new fans. Um, and the Orville can get away with being this type of show because it's more of a comedy where Star Trek wasn't really a comedy. So to bring back that sort of campy version probably wouldn't be as successful as it was, you know, back then um, in, in the... When did it come out? 70s, 80s, 90s? It was... I mean, I know it didn't come out in the 90s, but they had the series going on. Uh, but anyway, I love both shows and I am super excited to have them, you know, be renewed for season twos. I am 
so over the moon about this. Uh, but anyway, that's it. That's it for me for now. Um, I mean, there's going to be so much more me coming up. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, did y'all do what everyone else in the world did this past weekend? Did you guys watch Thor Ragnarok? Uh, I did, obviously. Um, I have John Brink and Topher Harless joining me so that we could talk all about Thor Ragnarok. Now, I will say... Just as a, a little uh, a note, we loved the movie. <laughs> the review we gave doesn't make it sound like we loved the movie, but we did. We really enjoyed this movie. Um, and we the way we talk about, the way we reviewed it was a little bit more critical just because I think at this point, it's like, we know we're going to love a Marvel movie at this point. We know we're going to love it. We're going we're gonna, to, you know, if we don't love it, we're going to enjoy it. It's always going to be a good time. And uh, and I think that at this point, people can get a little bit more nitpicky about what they're seeing on the screen. So I think that's what this review ended up being. So don't be discouraged by what we say. Don't we're not being pretentious or anything like that. Like um, my my thoughts are never clear and they're never articulate. Like they always sound like shit, like whatever. So <laughs> obviously, I don't always know what I'm talking about. But um, this review will sound maybe a little bit more negative but believe me we enjoyed the film and we do talk a lot of positive stuff about what was going on so anyway this is our review on thor ragnarok full spoilers sorry if you haven't seen it but if you have cool and if you don't mind spoilers cool cool so here it is this is our review of thor ragnarok board and we yeah. Okay. There's a restaurant, and I don't want to get too deep We're, into I, it. Lindsay's not here, so we'll Lindsay's not here, so, so we won't. Okay. But there's a restaurant called Foxy's in Glendale, okay. and they're kind of like the worst and the best. <laughs> so okay, you just gotta experience. You have I, haven't, to experience I haven't eaten it. there yet, but man, we talked looks, a lot about it. It was like half of the podcast, and that was honestly like the most fun I've ever had on this podcast. <laughs> It was ridiculous. It was really ridiculous. Um, but we're not here to talk about Foxies this time. Um, if you want to learn about of. Foxies, listen to one of the Awkward Human episodes. Uh, but we're here to talk about Thor because we all saw it. Sorry, we're recording now. I don't think I told yeah, you guys you, that. No, no, no. You never do. <laughs> Always You a let surprise. me say embarrassing shit in the beginning of every podcast. Well, good thing you didn't say anything this time. Yeah, so, there were so many things I could have said. Yeah, we already took care of all of the craziness yes. prior to hitting record. It's but fine. anyway, we're here. Yay! Okay, so I've got to my left is John Bring. Yeah, yeah. You guys all know him. I've had him on to talk about uh, Nightcrawler and then, penguins versus possums. And then, yeah, then he had his whole crew in to talk about penguins versus yeah. possums. And then I've got Topher Harless Nailed to my it. right. Uh, and he was here talking about Green Lantern. And right. then you go, oh, you guys both were here to talk about Spider-Man oh, a little yeah. bit. Spider-Man. Just a little bit. Yes. We never did a review <laughs> for Spider-Man, which John uh, still gives man. me shit about. Huge fan. Hate it. We need to do that. <laughs> Hate it. I'm yeah. dying to express my feelings. Maybe one day, <laughs> maybe like out. a holiday special. We'll sure. Come out. Like a one year. One year. Yeah. Yeah. One year. A retrospective. We'll, we'll come back here. Spider-Man Homecoming, a retrospective. Let's do it's it gonna be the great. day before the next movie comes out. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Like the day before. <laughs> before Black Panther. Before Black- <laughs> oh, before Black Panther. I thought you meant the next Spider-Man movie comes out. Oh, yeah. We could do that. So like in 2021, I'll see It'd be funny if we did it the day before. It'll be because it would it would make too much sense right before the next Spider Man, but like right before Black Panther. I think my audience would be like, "What the fuck is your problem?" Do the day after Justice League. (laughs) Yeah. 
I mean, well, we Marvel, won't be watching. We won't be watching Justice League. Probably, we're gonna be watching so, Punisher instead, yeah. and yeah. then uh, the and then the Runaways the week after. Oh yeah. Nice. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, but we're not talking about that today. We're talking about <laughs> Thor. We all just saw it. Yes. But uh, before we get into that, I just want to quickly uh, just uh, throw a, a surprise at you guys. Oh um, no. It's not that big a deal. Uh, I just want to know, uh, just for my sake and for the audience's sake, what are you guys either reading or into right now? Oh, geez. You go ahead. Oh, geez. Oh, geez, <laughs> man. Um, I just finished, because we talked about this before, I just finished Why the Last Man, and mm-hmm. I cried my ass off at the end of that. That was so many feels. <laughs> um, and I'm currently, this is super random, I'm reading a Star Wars graphic novel, not a graphic novel, a Star Wars novel. Wow. Like the Expanded uh, Universe? Um, it is, or is it newer? Uh, no, it's one of the newer ones. And it was, um, I think it was called Revenge or something like that. I can't remember. Just Revenge? Uh, something like that. <laughs> okay. I can't remember. I just started it, but I'm very excited about it. Oh, good. It. Yeah. Good. Uh, I mean, in terms of like reading, I'm not really reading anything. Uh, my, I'm like woefully behind on all comic books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so as you know, and uh, <laughs> I did just buy uh, yesterday from my uh, writing partner on uh, Penguins versus Possums, mm-hmm. a book called Quince. Yeah. Uh, by Sebastian Kedlechik, Emma, and uh, Kit Stein. Kellner. I actually don't know their last names. I'm so bad. I'm so bad. Anyway, it's about a girl uh, uh, who gets superpowers at her quinceanera, and she, she does. yeah, and she has her powers for a year, and it's about you know growing up, learning what to do with them, um, and uh, it, it's great. I've read the first three issues. Really into it. Just picked it up last night, and in physical form, can't wait to gobble that up next week. Uh, also, I mean, if if you're talking about things i'm into we just finished stranger things season two. Oh, just finished oh season no no season two no you're the only one you are you're super behind it. yeah but uh, i liked it a lot season two loved it super into it um yeah okay yeah um so i i went also to that event that you were at yes, yesterday yeah. to pick up the quince a trade. nice surprise yeah um i only read the first issue but i mm-hmm. really like it what i really like about it is that the writer um I believe mm-hmm. Kit. Kit. <laughs> she really nails kind of like the voice yes. of the character. Like you could totally tell that it's this like teenage person and it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it's this adult voice in a teenager. Yeah. Which I get a lot. Um, right now I'm actually reading this book. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's called The Fault in Our Stars. Never. <laughs> no, what's that? Uh, is it like a horror story? Yeah. Is that a book about astrology? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's, it's astrology yeah. mapping. Yeah, yeah. no. Um, many know it as A Walk to Remember Part 7. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I'm reading this book, and, and, and these children just have such an adult voice. Right. It's just like kind of annoying, but I'm still into the story. But also the other thing that really annoys me is when writers don't have other words other than said like yeah. when when there's dialogue it's like blah blah she said blah blah he mm. said blah blah he said yeah there's a lot said, of other words you could use <laughs> and, there and, and, like that's what i'm running into with this book mm. but anyway um yeah so if you want to read it that's fine no i read when i read the first issue of kinsey i was definitely uh after reading some of the dialogue and and it's a lot of like not voiceover uh, a lot of captions uh which is Uh, telling about Lupe's feelings and everything. And it is like so on voice, like Mm. everything is so perfectly in that 15 year old girl voice that I was like, man, I wish I could write like that. Like, you know what I mean? It was like, 
I, it's something that I feel is a very tough skill to have, and mm-hmm. they pull it off uh, wonderfully. And uh, yeah, I think everyone should buy the book. It's put out by Fanbase Press, who also put out Penguins vs. Possums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shameless if, plug. If you did have that ability, I'd be a little uncomfortable with how great you randomly <laughs> were Amen. writing in a 15-year-old I, girl's voice. I wish. That'd, that'd be great. John knows 15-year-old girls better than anyone. <laughs> It'd be a little creepy. Not gonna lie. <laughs> a little, little bit. A little bit. Uh, <laughs> it's not the superpower you want. I don't know. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people are getting in trouble for that right now, John, in Hollywood. Okay, um, simmer down. Um, all right. But anyway, we're here to talk about Thor. Um, so we're going to get into that, but I'm going to take a quick pause because it is hot AF in this room. All right, so I'm back. Y'all didn't notice anything. Feels so, so much better in here. Um, does it? Yeah, uh, yeah already, I mean, honestly. It went from 103 to 102, and I feel It was not there. 103. I feel offended, you guys. It was not 100. It was not 103. I know heat, and that's not what it was. Um, okay, well, anyway, so what were your kind of like initial reactions coming out of the movie? My initial reactions are always the same, almost out of every superhero movie, which was, wow, because I'm a child at heart, and I left it being like, holy crap, I had so much fun, which is why I watched it a second time before I came here, <laughs> okay. because I don't have obje- objective opinions about movies until I've seen the other side, <laughs> except for Fantastic Four, the newer one, which was garbage, and I walked out going, I'll never watch that again. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but no, I first initial objective opinions, um, I liked it better than the first two Thor movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what they were trying to do with mm. the comedy quite a bit, and I enjoyed the film. My opinion was that was fun, <laughs> <laughs> and he's done. <laughs> uh, no, I mean I I enjoyed a lot. I it was that was fun. I fucking love Jeff Goldblum. Oh yeah, um, as much of him as possible, please. Thank you. Yep. Um, you know. Thor really works that haircut. Um, you know, I mean, I've got a lot to say, but um, it's it's de- and it's definitely not negative. Like I err on the side of positive on the movie, mm-hmm. but it was like that was fun. It was light, yeah. and it was a good romp. Yeah. And I will, it, it's completely inconsequential. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I agree and disagree with that last statement. <laughs> uh, just because, you know, the way it ended. And just so you all know, mm-hmm. full spoilers ahead. Oh, um, so many spoilers. Oh, yeah. So, okay, so I pretty much had the same reaction, which was basically, this was fun. Yeah. Um, I think my only problem with it was that it was too fun. Um, mm. Where it, it just, like we never got to settle on anything and yes. like real emotion that would happen. Like you'd like get it for a second and then immediately someone would come in and just be like, Bart joke. but let's, let's have a fun time now <laughs> yeah. again. And, yeah. and it was like, Oh, okay. So I don't have to worry about what just happened. No, we, we didn't get to live in anything, <laughs> uh, which is good for like, you know, keeping a brisk pace and, and keeping it light and again, keeping it light and fun. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Valhalla or not Valhalla, but um, Asgard, that we've been watching since the first Thor movie is gone. Yeah. Is destroyed. That fucking awesome, <laughs> you know, pipe organ castle is gone. Mm. All the that city is gone. And we had approximately three seconds to worry about it before Rockman, played by Taika Waititi, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, before he started making a joke about it. Mm-hmm. And um, that is, yeah, that's ultimately the issue. It's like, 
And and like Thor was like, oh, well, all right, oh well. Yeah. I mean, I know that like we had, I know we had had the whole journey of you know Asgard is not a place, it's mm-hmm. a people, and all of that stuff. So that I get, but uh, but still, I mean, like seeing like if I watch my obviously my family is what's important to me, but if I watch the house I burnt, I, I the house <laughs> that I grew down, up in, uh-huh. <laughs> if I watch that house burn down, I'd fucking shed a tear, you know, yeah, right. And in Loki should have felt similarly. I mean, you know, he has a lot of mixed feelings about Asgard and its inhabitants, but by God, I mean that's that's his life. It's where they grew up, yeah. Yeah. That hero's rise was kind of missing. It's like it reminds me very similarly of a scene in um, Guardians of the Galaxy where they have that moment where they're all standing up and they're like, We'll go too, and I'll go too. And you're like, This is that epic moment where they're all on board. And then as soon as Rocket Raccoon said he makes a joke and says, Ah, I just didn't want you to all look like jackasses standing up or whatever. And I just, I just, every once in a while, I need that moment where we go, okay, let's feel the grab you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I, I think, I mean, yeah, it's like Guardians obviously hit big, was a huge mm-hmm. thing, a huge, I feel like even a change in all of the way Marvel approaches their movies, maybe oh, yeah. for a lot of them. Because Spider, ultimately, Guardians to Spider Man and Thor were all comedies at heart. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's cool. That it's definitely something interesting and different to to play with and within the superhero genre. But I think for something like Thor, which sure, like obviously, it's the most absurd superhero yeah. of uh, absurd among a bunch of absurdities <laughs> right. is Thor, and it's the Without most touching and, the X Men. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and besides besides Captain America, mm-hmm. arguably the most like earnest of superheroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it could have used a little bit of that. Mm. I mean, like, I so I mean, sorry, the earnestness is what it could have used. But I feel like I know that it's bizarre and it's earnest. So like, they're trying to like, ah, look how dumb it is. It's pointing fingers at how dumb it is. But I really wish that. I mean, I don't know. These are still characters that we should care about. Like, I don't even know where Heimdall ended up. Like, on, I guess uh, he's on the ship. Yeah, oh, I, I don't know. He's on the ship. Um, so let's let's go back to the beginning a little sorry, bit. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. Getting way ahead. Fine. So we open up the film where uh, Thor is in a cage and he's trapped in, I don't even know where that is, but Surtur's, yeah, Surtur's layer or something. We're just going to go Hades. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. So he he's trapped mm-hmm. there and his whole thing is that he needs to get back the crown to like prevent Ragnarok from mm-hmm. happening, mm-hmm. Uh, which he successfully does. Um. Which the best way to do that is definitely d- is take the crown directly to, to where the flame is. That's, <laughs> that's usually the, the I way like, I like to handle my problems. You should go to like the collector and hand it over. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, so they basically put it down in their vault where everything like that shouldn't flame. be. This next will to each end other well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like the whole thing was like you need to take this crown and mm-hmm. like combine it with the eternal flame, and yeah, then that's the how Ragnarok, Ragnarok happens. Oh, yeah. And so they're like, all right, well, it'll be in a in a in a nice little uh, pillar right here, right next to it. <laughs> so that's what they do with that. Um, what where was I going with this? Um, I don't know. All right, so <laughs> basically, uh, all that happens, mm-hmm. and so then afterwards, we discover that Loki basically. Or, I mean, we already knew as an audience, but mm-hmm. he discovers that Loki is um, Odin in disguise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, huh? Did did we or did we not see him die? That in was the, the one. That was I the, was really that confused was the by that. Scene. That was the post credit scene, uh, or one of them in mm-hmm. Thor: The Dark World. Right. Was uh, Odin on the throne? And he changed into Loki, and yes. Loki like smirks at the camera, and then mm-hmm. we cut out. Okay, so I remember that, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I for whatever reason, have like this distinct memory of him actually murdering Odin. 
No, him murdering I'm pretty Odin. sure yes. that was there at okay. some point. Did he murder Odin? Wasn't it in the first one? Or Odin was no, no, in the no, Odin no, sleep, and Loki was gonna like stab him or something. Oh, I don't even remember. I don't know. I need to rewatch the first two. <laughs> like every time I try to watch the second movie, I fall asleep instantly. Uh, I've tried to re- I've tried to rewatch it's it like Natalie three Porter times in the screen. Oh no! It's not. No, I don't think the movie. I don't think the movie's bad necessarily. I don't. I think it gets actually a bad rap because uh, most people call that one of the worst Marvel movies, and I guess arguably it is. But I mean, I'd rather watch that than Iron Man too, probably. Mm. Yeah, shots fired. All of Iron Man. That really? is shots fired. Yeah. I, um, I also love all Marvel superheroes. No, no. I, <laughs> Except trust me. Howard the Duck. Let's get real here. I mean, like everything put out by Marvel Studios, I feel like yeah, I could watch any of those movies and find myself. Yeah, man, I got sucked into the Incredible Hulk the other day, and I was like, this is pretty as fucking long as good. It is the Incredible Hulk and not the Hulk. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, Hulk. <laughs> With Eric Bana? No, yeah. sir. No, thank you. Aww. But uh, but yeah, I don't exactly remember what happened with uh, Odin and Loki, but I just remember that, yeah, that post-credit scene where yeah. Loki was on the throne. Yeah, no, yeah, that I do remember, and I knew that was a, a case, but for whatever reason, I thought he was just, like, dead and gone. But yeah. no. It turns out that he was in where now? I, I, not Iceland. Um, the Netherlands? Netherlands? What was it? Who, was, who, Odin? Odin. Oh, yeah, he was in uh, Norway or something. Norway, yeah. yes. He was in Norway. He was in one of the finger places. He yeah. Was, <laughs> yes. Turns out he was there. Um, how did you guys react, and did you even realize who was playing the the play versions of Odin and Thor and Loki? I re- obviously, I recognize Matt Damon. But, um, <laughs> I, did I did not recognize the I others. did a double take, and I was like, man, that guy looks just like Matt Damon. <laughs> um, I thought that, too. On the wild. And then... Then my wife was like, no, that's Matt Damon, dude. (laughs) And I was like struggling to figure, I was like, well, if that's Matt Damon, then obviously somebody famous is going to be Thor. And I was struggling and I had to look that one up. (laughs) And I just like Sam Neill, just like whoosh over my head. I don't know why. He's from fucking Jurassic Park. (laughs) Oh my God. Dr. Alan Grant. I did not. He's also in Event Horizon and Madness. Come on, man. Yeah. You didn't recognize him either, so... No, 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 I know, but you were asking who is... I didn't recognize the name. So oh, who's oh, 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 okay. Oh, my God. My apologies. Uh, no, no, no. no. I, I mean, Park. like, what Jurassic Park is my favorite movie of all time, and I still didn't I didn't recognize him. Now, Jeff Goldblum, I'd recognize oh. that oh, man well, anywhere. Of I mean, but Jeff we'll get to him. I was waiting for a life, found, life Finds a Way moment that whole movie. Uh, it wasn't there. Yeah, but he was still so Goldblumy. It was <sighs> It was. It was... Uh, Pretty perfect. But no, I did not. Uh, and then, yeah, and, and the guy playing Thor is the third shitty uh, Hemsworth brother, Luke Hemsworth, the one who got all the bad genes. Uh-huh. Which is still, like, if you're the worst Hemsworth brother, you're still better looking, way better looking than I'll ever be. Uh-huh. But, right. you know, it's like, uh, man, well, sucks like, to be you, bro. It's like being a Skarsgård. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the worst one is supposed to be Billy Skarsgård, but he's, like, still very attractive. Which yeah, one is there, He's not it, is he? He is it. Oh, well, he's attractive. Yeah, he's very attractive. <laughs> Stephen Baldwin's a good looking guy. Yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, okay, Luke Hemsworth is like the Andrew uh, Wilson of Owen and uh, Luke. You, don't, you can't even you can't even tell me what Andrew Wilson looks like. No, he you is can't. like a void of you can't. Mm-mm. And the only thing I know Luke Hemsworth from is Westworld. And it's right. like, he's like half the height of everybody. I'm like, how mm. the fuck are you Hemsworth? <laughs> and you're like five foot three. How does <laughs> that, that work? Poor dude. I know. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. It's like, you got the Great character actor though. Don't recognize him in a single thing he does. Yep. yep. <laughs> yes. Huge compliment. Um, how did you guys feel about the, the uh, Doctor Strange segment? Was that just really forced? Needless. I think. 
this is a sort of a larger Marvel Universe problem, mm-hmm. is they have the issue now where they have to put a tag in every yep. movie. Um, and I think, and and obviously, like, everything has to build. And this is probably the one where I feel like you really had to, like, know the Marvel Universe to get, like, everything in this movie. Mm-hmm. But it's causing a lot of, like, narrative problems, too. Um, the problem with the yeah the post credit scene is obviously they just threw that in Doctor Strange I guess to make it feel like oh he's connected to the Avengers somehow totally superfluous there was yeah, no point to that and unnecessary. I mean I love Do- the character Doctor Strange Same. I love that Benedict Cumberbatch is in another Marvel movie so wonderful. he's even wearing his yellow gloves like he does in the comics I thought that was cool totally pointless could have cut that five minutes out of the movie and it would have been no different <laughs> oh yeah uh, and then I was gonna say just about the narrative problems. Uh, where they made such a big deal at the end of Age of Ultron where Thor's like, oh, you know, Asgard's going to get destroyed. I'm going to go find the Infinity Stones. I'm going to go on a hunt. And then they had to, like, cast that away at the beginning of the movie where yeah, he's uh, cool. where he's in sort of thing, like, I've been hunting for Infinity Stones. Didn't find any. But right. it's just, like, that's just weak storytelling. Like, if anything, it should have started with him, like, try, at least, like, with one in his grasp and it gets taken away or mm-hmm. something. You know what I mean? Um, or maybe just don't bring it up. Like, it just felt weak the way they did it. Like, yeah. Maybe in passing towards the end, like, did you find the Infinity Stone? No. I mean, anything would have yeah, been better than Yeah, yeah. Just like the way he kind of, again, just like, made a joke of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, I think that that's, uh, it's cool that everything is so connected, but <laughs> being that it is, like, basically one long TV show with, like, a, only a part every six months or so, um, it's getting a little, like, the narratives are getting a little wonky. Well... Uh, and I didn't really mind it. Like, I completely understand what you guys are saying. And like, yeah, I agree. But at the same time, I didn't mind it because what it reminded me of is kind of like the like interlude in in like a trade uh, where you have like this whole story going. And then there's like this one story mm-hmm. that's in there, this one issue of a trade where they bring in a guest and then they're having like a weird adventure that mm. yeah. kind of doesn't have anything to do with the main plot. Right. But it then like in a way it's still will where they basically, affect- yeah, where they like wrote a five page scene just to give the regular artist five less pages <laughs> to have to draw. <laughs> basically like, ah, uh, John Romita's got, you know, he hurt his hand. He needs five days off. All right. Get Kirby on it. And he'll, he'll fill in. Yeah. And so it's it kinda, yeah. It kind of reminded me of that, of just like putting these two characters together to have like their own little adventure. And yeah. then like, we're back on the main story now. Yeah. Um, so I didn't mind it too much. I mean, like I said, it's fun to like see it and like, you know, Dr. Strange floating into the frame. Like I got so a cheer exciting. from our audience and it was mm. like, Oh cool. I love Dr. Strange. That's neat. <laughs> but um, you know, I could have, I could have also very easily just waited until infinity war for him to show back up again. Right. I just feel like if you, I love Dr. Strange and I was super excited to see him, but like if the, you're going to have him in the movie, I feel like there should be some reason he's in there. That's like legitimate. Yeah. If yeah. it felt like the reason they put him in there was to show how much he's grown as like a magic user, mystic artist, mystic yes. artist. Uh, yeah. And to throw that, that joke, which was legitimately funny, the Loki, I've been falling for 30 minutes joke. That, <laughs> that was that was hard. actually hilarious. Yes. <laughs> that, was well that was pretty good. <laughs> and um, can we just say that, like, Tom Hiddleston knows how to wear a suit? Dude, that, uh, that guy, suit, I wanted to buy that black he suit. He looked super that. baller in that suit. And he was like, they want you dressed like a witch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was when the that was when the comedy was a little bit more organic towards the yeah. beginning. I feel like. Yeah, I think it, the problem with it was that it just hit you every single like mm-hmm. chance they got. Like it was just like here's another moment, here's another, here's a, and it was like okay, like Which, I get it. 
which is the Guardians of the Galaxy style. Yeah, and eventually, like, pervasive. They, like, you knew exactly when a joke was going to happen, and yeah. then it wasn't that funny at that point right. anymore. Right. Um. So anyway, then we move on, and um, we see Odin, and he basically tells them that, like, hey, Ragnarok's going to happen, whether you like it or not. Yeah, and the one of the oddest scenes of any movie I've ever seen where it's like, He's just sitting there, and sure, he's been like, I guess, on Earth, depowered this whole time. They didn't yeah. really do that great of a job explaining what had happened to him mm-hmm. since coming to like, Earth. Trips. He's like, sup, bros. Uh, <laughs> Ragnarok, P.S., I'm dying, bros. Also, and then he turns into glitter. This is home, and you're like, that's wait a minute, that's not, that's not home. home. I mean, I Which get what you you're saying. Later. It's like they're the North. Yeah. Because well, he saw that the future. Yeah. That was like the idea. But like, mm. And they are the Norse gods. Like, this but... is fucking home. Like, <laughs> did you forget who you are? Yeah. <laughs> but I just didn't understand, like, why is he dying? Why? I mean, I guess Ragnarok, in his mind, had everything to do with Hela coming back. Right? Am I wrong? I've I, only seen it once. So. I don't think it was. And it's I a lot. The movie's a lot to take that's in. That's what was so. confusing. Well, yeah, because Surtur is the the bringer of Ragnarok. If we right. set up that this one guy is yes. the reason, and Thor's like, "Nah, bro, I I fixed it." Yeah, and he's like, "Nah, it's gonna be hella to do it." But you at least took the crown far away from the flame, right? And he's like, "Duh!" <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, I gotta confusing go. Confusing about yeah. it because he was like, "No, Ragnarok's not over." And then at the end of the movie, he's like, "No, we have to create Ragnarok to stop her." And you're like, "Wait." Does Odin know what Ragnarok is? Yeah, or does Odin, Thor? you could have been a little bit more clear of, of what your what your intention. No one agreed on what Ragnarok <laughs> no. was. What was supposed to? I come don't really up know in? what the movie was. They're like, yeah, 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 we need to get the planet Hulk already. Yeah. Let's, Let's just throw in the word Ragnarok a lot. They'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so then enters Hela. Yes. Who looked hella fine? Oh, she, <laughs> she did. Was- Hella she knew how great. she could she could wear a suit or uh whatever that is. Uh, a cat suit? <laughs> a cat suit, hey, I guess. Uh, I, apparently that was don't. all um uh she wore like a mo a mocap suit. I'm that. not okay, I am I don't, not like, surprised believe, by that because really. it, during the movie I was like, why does it feel like she's not really there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get that, uh, but I was like, really? That why why did that suit require motion yeah. capture? I mean, she was wasn't up in Green Lantern. It's not like yeah. she did that. Like much nothing change. was like moving about that suit yeah. except for when she did the hair thing where mm-hmm. it turned into a mask. Yeah, cool. Which was awesome, but I was a little confused about like when do you do that? Why do you do that? Like, I kind of wish what? that, like, I know you need. Are the I think, I think what it was can... is that she was like, swoop, battle time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, usually, but then sometimes, I don't know. It was like, anyway, uh, I just wish she could have just stayed in the mask the whole time. But I understand that you need Kate Blanchett's face, mm-hmm. her beautiful cheekbones, unencumbered by <laughs> a mask. This is the same reason you had to see uh, to- uh, Topher Grace's face when he was Venom. I mean, like, I, you yeah. have to see. It yeah, was but pretty you're... much the same thing. <laughs> The oh. same effect, right? Yeah, effect. I hate it. I hated that. But that so but hell, ultimately, you could still see her eyes and her face for the most part. It's just her forehead that gets covered ultimately. Right. But yeah. anyhow, I sound like I'm really griping about this. And no, the it only does sound I'm, like that. I'm very upset about. I'm nitpicking <laughs> because we're on a podcast to to nitpick, to nitpick. but and this is what we do. But I want to say that I really I did enjoy this film. Yeah. And I love Kate Blanchett in it. I thought she was super fun. She was awesome. I think, I have a feeling she'll be back. Yeah. When people ask me if it's a good movie, I was immediately like, yeah, it's a great movie. Go watch it. Yeah. That's what I would say to friends when we're in a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, audience, know (laughs) that we came out of it really enjoying the experience. (laughs) Disclaimer. You're going to get some shitty comments. It's just just that, you know, when you look back at the movie, you're like, oh, yeah, that was weird. (laughs) Let's let's dive into that. Yeah. Now that I think about it. But um, so 
I'm not too familiar with the Thor comics, and I don't know how much you guys are, but um, is Hela actually their sister? I think she's, uh, what is it? I don't think she's their sister. I think she's like their niece or something like that. I oh. think that it's like uh, either Thor's daughter or Odin's sister's daughter. Or they're like niece or cousin or something like that. I forget the specifics. I actually like looked it up and I've already forgotten it. I apologize. <laughs> I looked it up for this podcast and I for- promptly forgot. Well, uh, I mean, I did no research. But uh, I don't... <laughs> I feel like it's one of those things with Marvel Comics where, like, she was created 60 years ago and they've changed her story mm-hmm. depending on what their need was for the, the current story. Yeah. So I feel like if she started out as their sister, maybe she's now their niece. Maybe she's Thor's daughter. Who knows? Mm, okay. It's one of those things. Um, I did not know Carl Urban was in this movie. Oh, I did. Um, he played Scourge. Yeah. Did the Executioner. <laughs> really? <laughs> At all. No. Oh man, no, but that's just totally his face. No. <laughs> no. Did the, did the lack of hair throw you off that much? And the like it weird tire really, treads on his head? It really, really did. That's interesting. Because <laughs> at the end of the thing, the credits are rolling and it's like Carl Urban. I was like, no. <laughs> You're like, oh, they got obviously got something wrong. Yeah, here. like they, just, they, they just know. They made a mistake there. Like, that's not Carl Urban. And you guys, it's Carl Urban. It is. It is. As Scourge the Executioner, aka the guy who's just gotta stand around so so Hella can have somebody to explain things it to. It was oh, stupid. Yeah. I'm sorry, but like I have to say their whole relationship was a little stupid where she was like, I need an executioner. She chose like the weakest, like dumb person also to be that. Why do you person? need an executioner, girl? You, you are the baddest like ass bitch people. in this fucking universe. Like she is, she's actually like, I will give this amount of credit to the movie for sure. Is that like, she's probably the most formidable villain oh, yes. that the Avengers have ever, or any of the Avengers have ever faced. Yes, oh, yeah. I would agree. Like, I think there's I nobody else. better than Ultron. Holy shit. Oh yeah. Was Ultron crazy. was a fun character, but yeah. ultimately like Not Vision beat him in five seconds. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No. And, and also, I mean, just having it be a human versus a, a giant CG robot mm. helps. Yeah. But I, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking besides the Winter Soldier actually is the only oh, comparable yeah. person who I was like, damn. How are they going to beat them? Yeah. Like the whole time, I was like, how are they going to fucking beat this woman? And I thought her, like, knives appearing at magically. That was cool. I, I thought that was super awesome yeah. looking. And she, and that time when she, you know, when she takes out, like, 40 troops and yeah. takes out the third of the Warriors exactly 3. exactly what her powers were, but that's okay. Like, I guess <laughs> con- constructs? I don't know. That, and she also, at one point, snapped the dude's neck with her mind. And I was like, wait, she has She did? Did she? Yeah, don't you remember that one I, scene? I don't where remember they're that. They're fighting. Well, she looks one guy and, just, and his neck just pops. And you're like. Maybe I missed it. Maybe there was like a scene where her hand was behind his neck. Maybe she threw a knife at him. I don't no. know. I don't remember. Really <laughs> I, really I mean, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. But um, but I thought she was super formidable, and I thought that was really well handled to just build her up as a threat. Yes, I yeah. mean, they, it really. And you're right. Like for for Marvel, usually like we have these villains who are like, I want to do this thing, but they don't. Mm, I don't know if that's saying. Okay, I'm going to say something that's probably not true. But I don't feel like they have that much follow through with like kind of like their villainy or whatever. Like, yeah. they, like, I don't feel like there's ever anything serious about what the villains are doing. Like the way Hela was like, I'm killing all these people. Like, I don't care. Like, this is my place. If they don't want to listen, I'm going to force them to be here. Yeah. And like, I'm raising the dead and I'm doing all this stuff. And like, it was like, clearly like she's evil and she's like, has no problem killing these people and everything. Yeah. Whereas in the past, like, there's still some kind of, like, redeeming factor about the the villain where it's, like, mm-hmm. they have this goal and it's, like, this own 
like personal solo goal to yeah. do. Whereas Hella was just like, it was personal. For I'm her, here to fuck it, shit up. Yes, I'm here to fuck. She shit was up. like, I mean, not to compare her to the Joker, but she was just there to fuck things up. And yeah. like, she didn't have like some overarching plan. Like, I need to do this for this person or for this thing. She She's like, like I'm gonna do burn. exactly. Um, oh, by the way, not maybe not so much when he's like flying around as a vulture, but Michael Keaton in the car. Oh, uh, Spider-Man. Yes. And it comes all the way back to Homecoming. Great. I was going to say that guy is actually the most formidable and intimidating Marvel villain. Except for when ever. he gets in his outfit. No, that's what I'm saying. Not when he's when flying he's around in ro- with robot wings. Yeah. It's like, whatever. It's a CG creature. Mm-hmm. But Michael Keaton is such a fine actor yes. that he like pulled that off. No, so, that was really which, good. Which again goes back to Kate Blanchett, even when it's her flipping around and it's clearly not really her. Right. Like she sells the menace of Hella so well. So good. Uh, that you know, I thought that was cool, and then yeah, she like when she gets to the end of the Rainbow Bridge and she kills you know, uh, Ray Stevenson and Fandral. What's his the guy who's gonna play Shazam, Zachary exactly. Levi? Yeah. That was uh, so upsetting, yeah. But it was like, I mean, it was like good because it was like, oh, shit, it's good she, for the story. She's just fucking also, also why were they Levi. there? But whatever, yeah. And but where she like, was she, what's her face? Where Sif? Is who? Oh, Sif, I don't Sif. know, where was Sif? Uh, she was they just wanted to bring her back. She was in. <laughs> She was in New York City in a body bag covered in tattoos. Um, I was just thinking, yeah. Uh, but no, that was. Uh, I read some article that Kevin Feige said, "Oh, she was on a mission elsewhere, and she missed okay. the entire movie." Why didn't you make all three of them on a mission? I mean, like, what w- would have been the most badass if if she had killed the three guys, and then Lady Sif would have been the person that she oh, the, the final instead of the Asian dude, which I can't remember right. any of the Warrior uh... Three's names. Except for Fandral, for some reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, had had Lady Sif versus Hella, that would yeah. have been tight. So I don't like that. That actually, either. okay, so um, we had Valkyrie in this movie, uh, played by T- Tessa Thompson, and her whole story was that, like, she was a Valkyrie, there was a whole army of Valkyrie, and they went to Hella the first time around to battle her, and she basically killed them all it except for this one. It wasn't the first time around. She was already in prison, was trying to break out Oh, of prison, right, right, right. And then they sent them in to keep her at bay, which I was like, well, if she's in prison, why does she need to be kept at bay? Wait, was that I, a thing? I, I yeah, missed that. that was the thing. Well, oh. yeah, they like all go in and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was trying to like raise another prison. army or something. She oh, was trying okay. to break out of prison. That was oh, the okay. whole, her whole shtick. And they were like, we have to stop her. <laughs> I was like, why? Yeah, She's and so what I, okay, so what was weird about it is that I felt like I wanted less, and we haven't even touched it yet, but okay. I felt, I wanted less of Sakar. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I wanted less of Sakar mm-hmm. and a little bit more of her because I don't mm-hmm. feel like we got what we should have gotten with her because she had this whole, like she became a drunk and she didn't want to go back to Asgard because she lost her like, and, army. Yeah. And... Topher, maybe you can help me out here. Okay. Cause I only saw it the one time. Um, <laughs> I got a nerd. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, like <clears throat> I thought when she, because she's a drunk, she's yeah. obviously like drowning her sorrows, drowning away, a, a checkered shadowy past. Okay. Did something happen? Did, like, it's not like, oh, I was there and I and I left and, you know, I abandoned my post or I, you know, pushed somebody, my commander in my way and they died and I lived. It's like, it's does, is it just survivor's guilt? Does she say something? Uh, she doesn't. They never explain at all, like, how she got out of the prison, how she was the only one that survived. They just show that she's the only one that survived. So... I don't okay. I was actually uh, thinking about this too because at the end, like her like last vision of what was happening, um, they show one 
other Valkyrie who's like they kind of like focused her. on her jumping yeah. in front of her and yeah. like dying, and then she's like looking at her like, oh no, what's all happening? Yeah, mm, what you say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Imogen. Yeah. Um. So. They she had that whole thing, and I was thinking, was that maybe like a lover or something, and that's why she's so distraught? I don't know. Or like, like, it was like her commander or something. I took it as a commander. Like, they didn't say anything. Slash, and that was just like my brain saying it. Yeah. Slash that was because wasn't she like blonde and white? She was. Yes. Uh, so that was like the comic book version of Valkyrie. Also, just mm. throwing that out there. That, yeah. For all us nerds, we're like, it's not right. <laughs> uh, but no, I I took her as a commander. I mean, maybe a lover because I also read Kevin Feige said that she's bisexual. Right. So, oh yeah, they were like, uh, so so one of my coworkers was telling me that Kevin Feige was like, yeah, there are three uh, either homosexual or bisexuals in this, and I was like, Loki. I was like, name them. Loki. Loki is oh. bisexual. Come on. When did they hit? You, I don't know. You know. You know. Loki and the Grandmaster. Loki and the Grandmaster fucked. And honestly, <laughs> I I want in that, that ship. I am I am super straight. Oh. I want that deleted scene. <laughs> I concur. Uh, <laughs> with all of that. <clears throat> but yeah, Loki, uh, Valkyrie, and I don't know the maybe the little bug man, the little robot <laughs> bug man, Meek. <laughs> Actually stepped on Meek. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That was more. Uh, Meek's okay. Uh, he was alive. Yeah. He, he was. Alive. He was fine. Spoilers. Yeah, fine. Spoilers. Oh my god. Um. How, okay. So yeah, yeah. I just I kind of wanted more for her because like she went through this whole thing with Hella. The you know when they were trying to like break out of she was trying to break out of prison, but then at the end, uh, yeah. So in the end, they uh they all you know come together and they fight Hella, Thor, and um Valkyrie. Kind of have like this little double duo thing against her and I was kind of wanting more of like a moment between Hela and Valkyrie to kind of like recognize that they had been here before right almost like Hela being like I remember you yeah like something because I felt like even though we had such huge actor ability as <laughs> this like powerhouse of Kate Blanchett that we didn't really get a lot of that from yeah. her and so i think i i felt like maybe that could have been a moment where we would like just to see her be even more evil yeah i slightly disagree okay i i i get what you're saying mm-hmm. if they had like a really long look and that had nothing had been said they just started fighting i'd have been totally down for that mm-hmm. but if at any point either of them had been like i remember you i'd have been like oh come on <laughs> like, that's so cheesy uh-huh. even when odin was like you're stronger than me. I was like, okay, we could not think of better writing than you're stronger than I am. It was an emotional moment, but like, come on. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't necessarily need it to have been like, I remember you, but something like that. But like, even if she would just like recognize like, oh, you survived or something like, I don't know. Like, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of just wanted like some kind of even like what you're saying like yeah. even like a, a recognizing look or something yes. between them but no it was just like we're in battle and I get that too because it's like well you wouldn't really have it but this is a movie you want the dramatization <laughs> right uh, but anyway yeah I mean that's how I felt yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I thought uh, Tessa Thompson like really commanded like her screen time mm-hmm. yeah. I mean like, her entrance uh, what Dude, was her entrance? Oh yeah, yeah, that was super fun. Off the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was kind no, of but, like the fight great... on top of the ships that she had. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite. Mo- that was the that was there was like maybe three moments where I was like they really got the action aspect right because yeah. 
Well, I can get into that. We'll get into it eventually. But uh, was, yeah, the very beginning of the starter, like where we kind of got to see like how badass the hammer is, how much he relies on the hammer. Mm-hmm. That was really fun. And honestly, anytime Thor like spins his hammer like a tornado and just like taking fools out, yeah. I, that's that's my, uh, <laughs> that's my fave. Uh, boner jams. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, but that, uh, that them jumping from ship to ship and like yeah. them just kind of just being badass. And right. Doing these really incredible things and kind of like, shrugging off that they're doing these incredible things. That was the exact tone that I really wanted for the whole movie. Cause that was one point in the movie that they didn't, they weren't making jokes every five mm. seconds. They were just like letting it be an action scene and just like letting it live. And yeah. I loved that. No, I, that was really, that was great. one of my favorite parts of the, of the movie and definitely my favorite, probably my favorite action scene of the whole thing. Hmm. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Um, speaking of incredible things, uh, how do you guys feel about Hulk? I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> that <laughs> as soon was, as you said incredible, I was like, someone's going to make that. That was a uh, world-class segue, sir. <laughs> world-class. A plus. I, I, I heard it and I took it. <laughs> uh, I, I loved that the Hulk was in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he took exactly half of the screen time of Thor. Yeah. So I felt like maybe this didn't need to be Thor or it could have been more like Hulk and Thor. <laughs> Well, I mean, it was a whole Captain America Civil War situation. Yes. Yeah. Which was the same thing I said about that movie. I was like, okay, well, yeah, sure. <laughs> Not really a Captain America movie, but. Um, That's the world we're living in now. These third movies, like, I'm surprised Iron Man 3 didn't become, you know, Avengers He's 2. kind of like the only one who, I mean, he kind of shared with Black Widow in the second one, but. Yeah. But also Iron Man 3 came out, like, right after the Avengers, so mm-hmm. they didn't have, like, time. They still were figuring things out. Yeah. And now this is their way to like maximize the contracts they have these guys under. <laughs> yeah. I agree about the the screen time. Like I love the Hulk and I think I he's really Hulk. fun. Um uh my wife keeps harping on the amount of time we build up the champion and, mm. and it's like the entire audience knows it's the Hulk. Right. Yeah. Everybody knows what's coming. We, we spent so much time building that up that if that you know, obviously any um any comic book fan worth of salt, as soon as they heard Sakaar, they'd be like, ooh, it's Planet Hulk. <laughs> but I feel like uh, if they were going to spend that much time, they should have been a little bit more judicious in the editing. If they're going to spend that much time building up a champion, try to build up something we don't already know. Or a twist that we don't already know is coming. Don't put it in the trailer. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you're building up for something that we already know is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I found that to be super frustrating. Yeah. I also, did you guys feel frustrated with how long it took Mark Ruffalo to show up in the movie? No, no, I didn't mind that. I actually love. I like, well, okay, I want to see you go down and back. That's my favorite <laughs> uh, part. <of> <laughs> yeah, no, I loved uh, having Hulk be Hulk. He was really fun. Mm-hmm. He's really funny, and I know that that's like probably the point where people are like, "All right, this, the joke train needs to slow down at least a little bit." <laughs> is the, Even the Hulk is, is the funny. point where the Hulk's coming in. But I mean, like, you know, the Hulk. Uh, I mean, it's in the trailer, but the Hulk like fire, like Hulk like smoldering fire you know that whole thing that that exchange is great i love that shit mm-hmm. and i love thor i and i did love thor playing with the duality like oh no i love hulk more i love hulk more than with banner i love yeah banner. <laughs> yeah. yeah i loved that him playing that um i didn't mind the amount of screen time i mean it was definitely like I, as i was saying right before we, we started recording i was like oh yeah i really enjoyed hulk and oh, oh and also thor was in this <laughs> you know um but uh but uh, yeah, I don't no, know. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed Hulk. I do think I would have liked less of Sakaar. Yeah, just so oh we for could sure. Get into more of Thor's so stuff. So we could give a shit about Ragnarok itself. Yeah, right. Right. The whole point of the movie. And um, one thing I actually kind of realized is the thing that I was touching on earlier when I was talking about the action is once we got to the gladiator scene and we had that great moment of 
so mm-hmm. also in the trailers of oh he's a friend from work, which is great. And yeah. when that when that first trailer came out, I was like, man, that's genius. Yeah, that's a brilliant moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and they start fighting finally. It is like, well, we did see this in the Avengers, and when mm-hmm. we saw Hulk versus Thor in the first Avengers movie. Oh, it was fucking awesome. wonderful. <laughs> it was boner jams all day, like that through and through. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Sorry, um, but no, it was it was so great to see. You know, like you're saying that if you see superpowered people on the screen doing mm-hmm. their thing, that's you just love it. And I loved every moment. And that fight was so, so perfect. And the electricity moment where he like actually powers up, and you're like, I want to see this really happen now. And they shut him down. Yeah, like, and then they. This is what I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. But yeah, it's sort of like it was sort of ex- except for the moment, obviously, where Hulk smashes uh, Thor in the same way he smashed Loki, which mm-hmm. I thought was a fun yeah. callback. That, that was a great thing because then you have feels. Loki getting up and be like, "That's how it." Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> the moment when he goes, "I've got to get off this planet." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how does? But how does Loki not know? Have they not had a battle in two weeks? And Loki somehow. Seeing this I guess cult. he was just Another busy era. fucking the Grandmaster. I, yeah, he that was. He wasn't he was paying attention. Just, just, that, they know? were just down and dirty for weeks. Um, and then how much did you love Jeff Goldblum in here? A uh, lot, obviously. You guys should just get your feelings out now because I got a lot to say about that. <laughs> um, I, what I loved about it, I don't know if you know her name, but Rachel House was in it, who was like his kind of like Topaz? guardian. Topaz, yeah. yes. Uh, I love Rachel House. She's amazing. Um, but... Her and him playing off each other was so good, and I really love that comedy that they they you know provided. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like the S word. What what what? Oh, yeah, what's yeah. uh-huh. the word? <laughs> yeah, that was a great moment. <sighs> I just thought that like obviously we got a lot of Goldblum in it, mm-hmm. and I think it was it was very appropriately a lot of Goldblum, <laughs> and it. Felt very gold bloomy, but also felt like he was playing a character and not just like because a lot of times you'll get an actor like that and they'll come on to set and just be themselves. Mm. And it's kind of like, eh, you know, I enjoy this person's, you know, screen presence and their screen persona, mm-hmm. but they're just being themselves. But it felt to me like he was playing up, playing such a character that it like just fit him. Uh, I felt like he played an exaggerated version of himself, though. <laughs> no, I mean, I agree with that, but I, I don't know. I just, it really worked for me. It maybe, did. maybe I just have an undying love for Jeff Goldblum. But oh, it yeah. Really, but it it's worked totally for forgiven. Me. Yeah, uh, I mean, for I Jeff Goldblum. I would have liked him to have been a little more sinister. I felt like he mm. was, again, this is another moment where some gravitas could have happened. There yeah. just wasn't much of that in the movie. Yeah. And so I kind of, like, I loved his jokes. <clears throat> I just wanted a few moments where he was like, kind of real evil and dictator. But at the same time, uh, the Grandmaster can't be the bad guy because hell is already the bad guy and right. Grandmaster doesn't get any kind of comeuppance really and truly other no, than, really. there's, you know, the post credit sequence where, you know, they're obviously <laughs> about to like Marie Antoinette his ass. <laughs> Call it a tie. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, I, I think that he struck a good tone. Like maybe he could have been, I guess you're right, he could have been a little, little bit more boy. sinister. But he was just so fun. And when he's like he going up to like, good. he goes and plays that piano for a second. <laughs> I'm like, like, what is, what am I watching? This yeah. is great. Yeah. No, also, how great. do they get um, the Willy Wonka music on Sakaar? Oh my God. That was, I don't need that explained. <laughs> I just loved it. I mean, I loved it. And it was just, it was the tunnel, that scene from Willy Wonka, <laughs> yeah. which is one of my favorite scenes in the history of film. But um, that was cool. Anyhow. <laughs> no, yeah, no, it, it was really great. Um, and then the other thing I'll touch up on, uh, 
Thor, I mean, Hulk about is I really liked when he finally does transform back into Banner. Yes. And there's that whole moment where they're in the ship and he sees the message from Black Widow where he's, mm. you know, she's like, where are you or whatever? You're in space now. Um, I do have a question about that, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember him flying off into space at the end of Ultron. He did. Yeah. He, he gets did. on a Quinjet and he like hits some button and he just sulks. He just sulks. And, and she off. starts saying that little clip that she did from the thing where she's like, all right, we need you to land. We need to do some. Just tell us where you are. Communicate it all. Because you're, th- you can't see a Quinjet. The technology is so good, we can't find it. Yeah. And he just said nothing and let it go off. Yeah. Okay, Instance. yes, now I remember. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> now I remember. It was very sulky. Hulk. But why did he leave? <laughs> he was there fighting the Ultron when Ultron was on Sokovia, right? I think so. Okay. It's been I, just, I forget at what point Hulk gets on a plane and leaves. Oh, yeah, doesn't he fly up to... That movie's kind of wonky. Uh, <laughs> yeah. they, like, isn't Ultron himself flying the jet around and he kills Quicksilver? Spoiler alert. Yeah, he definitely. And then doesn't Hulk like jump up there and like trash him or something? And then Hulk just starts flying the jet. I, I don't think he was flying. I can't remember how we got. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember I don't, that. I don't remember at all. I remember the, the shot of him flying through the air, and I remember Scar Joe saying that. Huh. Obviously, they got her in a bad wig for a day <laughs> to reshoot it. <laughs> Uh, they but, really did get her in a bad way. Yeah. <laughs> she did not have Nicole Kidman's team. No, no. But um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I can't remember how I got how I got there. But whatever, we'll just buy it. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, I I thought that was a sweet moment though. That um, yeah, I don't yeah, quite remember it. them breaking that moment with a joke. They probably did, but <laughs> I when he turns a, back into Bruce Banner, yeah, that's actually yeah, that was actually one moment where they just let it really? play. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, really liked that good. moment. Yeah, uh, okay, I loved um, it when he was talking about wearing Tony's clothes and like. His pants are so tight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that was that was all great. I actually do enjoy Mark Ruffalo as uh, Bruce Banner. Oh, yeah, I think that cool. he really knows how to like play up this like, I'm really smart, but also like I'm gonna question you because what's going on here? Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really like that. All right. So now let's talk about uh, them basically leaving Sakar, going back to um, Asgard. 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 Oh my god! I thought of the funniest thing when I watched it the second time. I was like, did you notice that Asgard is flat? Yeah. So on their world, are the quacks the round Asgard? Yes. <laughs> yes. I believe the round Asgardiers. Asgard yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. You're totally right. <laughs> I'm just like, holy fuck. Like, I really wish all the, like, when they had all the huddled masses of Asgard, I really wish all those people would have been in, like, goofy armors, too, and not, like, rags and yeah, stuff. I know they're supposed I know you can't really, like... <laughs> Put everybody into Jack Kirby style armor because then it's gonna be like, well, why don't they all fight hell? It's a world probably full of but like, look, at, I mean, look at the Thor comics. Like, you don't see the rabble ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, and if you do, they're not, you know, they're not weak. They're fucking Asgardians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even the shitty ones is like, I'm sure there's like a god of, you know, toilets or something in there. Like, sorry, I said shitty. Remember, <laughs> I said toilets. toilets. And that god of toilets, he's badass, dude. I is know. he? Or is he just like, Going around cleaning toilets. There's a god of something. But badass. Everything. Yeah. (laughs) He's the god of cigarettes. Yeah. (laughs) He's the god of. He's smoking. The god of broken hearts. Uh, The god of. The god of kind of shitty haircuts. Like a weird, like, Renaissance garb. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Weird. Um, So they, they, you know, they go back to their, to their, to Asgard, to, to, to fight Hela, have their final ground or whatever. Um, I guess this is the moment where things start kind of like 
laying low on the comedy a little bit, just a little bit. Well, yeah, they have to get into their act three so they can get their action beats and (laughs) rap. They kept making jokes they would never get. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, what did you guys think about this like final kind of like fight scene between everyone where now we've got the army of the dead, the wolf and all that stuff. Now everyone's fighting. I especially liked Mark Ruffalo falling face first onto the bridge. Yeah, that was good. That yes. Was golden. They did play that in incredible Hulk though. Yeah. Did in they? a way. Well, he jumps out of a plane. He's like, watch this. He jumps out of a plane and like closes his eyes and we and expect for him happens. to open them. <laughs> And he freaks out, but he lands, and then the next second he gets up and he's the Hulk. I yeah. don't remember that. That Wait, sounds familiar, The one though. thing that really does bother me, because he becomes the Hulk in the end to save the Asgardians, they had this huge thing where he was like, I can't become the Hulk again. Uh-huh. Because if I do, Bruce will never come back. Right. But then he becomes the Hulk, and the movie ends with him being the Hulk. So are we just brushing over the fact that Bruce Banner just died? <laughs> <laughs> now look, they've said that like it's a three movie arc with the Hulk, so we're gonna touch back and this on this. Is part and, one. And, yeah, this is part one. Yeah, but like we left that shit real open. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I didn't I know. think about it that way. But... <laughs> and the problem is also there was a shot of one Hulk jumping in the surter and a Hulk fighting the wolf, so you know he's a he's gonna turn back into the Hulk. Also, if his pants were that tight when he was in human form. <laughs> The same How thing. do they not rip How? when he turns into giant Hulk? Man, should he oh. be giant naked Hulk? I feel like Tony Stark saw this coming and probably <laughs> oh, gave him some yeah. kind of like. Yeah. Tony made all of his own clothes uh-huh. able to morph. Yeah, to mm-hmm. unstable molecules. That man obviously, is thoughtful. He like, is. He thinks no, he's shit. always he thinking about ahead. Everyone. He doesn't want you to know, but he cares about everyone. He yeah. yeah, he does. Um, <laughs> I thought it was a little jarring <laughs> to see Kate um, Blanchett CGI'd like the whole time. Um, like in the fight scenes and everything, like obviously a lot of that is, but like her specifically was CGI'd, and that was a little weird for me. Did I that didn't, not I didn't, matter to you? I didn't, guys? I, didn't have a problem. I didn't feel the CGI as much. I mean, like I kind of feel like with most big movies, like I mean, you can't do Asgard practical, unfortunately. Right. But I, a lot of them, I feel like, oh god, I'm just like looking at nothing but CGI, which is how I feel during the Guardians movies. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Kate Blanchett did not stick out hmm. particularly. I, really think so I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Like she was definitely CGI, but I, it didn't like. I wasn't the whole movie watching going. This doesn't look real. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like it, it wasn't so much that, but I think like compared to like whoever she was fighting at the moment, like she just kind of like stuck out to me as like, yeah. oh, that's there's a, a couple jarring. of times where she moved a little bit too fast, uh-huh. and I was clearly like that one that big first fight scene where she jumped backwards. I was yeah, like, ah. <laughs> yeah, that was one moment for me that I was like, that looks like a cartoon. For but me. she didn't look like Green Lantern where there were shots. Of- <laughs> Where there's sh- no, but there, where there are shots of Ryan, Re- it looks like Ryan Reynolds' head is floating around in space with like a crudely animated body underneath him. I don't think any looks movie so looked as bad as that. No, one. that was a garbage. garbage. <laughs> Apparently, Taika Waititi was in that movie. What in Green Lantern? Uh, or had something to do what with it? I'm gonna look at it. as an alien doing most of Remember, remember Google this. He had a friend. Yeah, Hal Jordan had a friend who had a dark complexion. Uh, perhaps, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. Okay, it's the only one he knew of. That he uh, yeah, said, I have a friend have with a, a dark friend. complexion. I don't know. Guys. I'm allowed to make these jokes. I have a friend. Let's see. Tom. Did she play a dude? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. What? Taika Waititi, Tom. the 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 director. Oh, I was thinking. Kate <laughs> Blanchett. No. 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 I. <laughs> <laughs> My brain 
completely <laughs> farted. Uh, I was thinking the Valkyrie in the movie. Oh, Tessa Thompson. Yes, I heard no, tease. I <laughs> was she was not on the scene at that time. I don't think anyway. <laughs> Man, look, I'm looking through photos of Green Lantern on IMDb. This was a shitty movie, guys. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that or not. No one had any clue. I thought it was like an Oscar-winning film. Pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> pretty no, bad. That was, that's the only one of the only movies that I stopped watching like a third of the way in. And I was just like, I, was, uh, I thought the mm. first half of that movie was not terrible. Really? The second half I thought was violent garbage. But the first half, I was like, as they before he really became Green Lantern, <laughs> I thought it was pretty enjoyable. I think I watched up until the point where he became Green Lantern and then like went to space to talk to the Guardians or something. Oh, the God. second he went to space. And I was like, That's when oh, it kind of went, oh, I'm out. <laughs> I guess I'm done. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for the... For the but like time. Kilowog, though. Like we all liked Kilowog, right? Who's Kilowog? He's the big one, Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah. I, I didn't He's see the it. He's a big traitor. <laughs> who, get to that point. Who, like, get to that point. Oh, come on, you poozer. I don't know <laughs> All right, look here, assholes. What is There's this? Taiko ITV. Mm. I'm right. He's the friend. Okay? So I'm not I'm not racist. Uh, You're a little racist. He's a dark complexion fella. I just remember. I mean, like, yeah, he's, you know, olive skin. Sorry. I'll say it. Uh, so you're what, forgiven. So uh, what, are we talking about? what was okay, that about? So, anyway, we got okay. off oh yeah, so she's animated. She's so I, I guess it wasn't like the horrible. Fight. It was just like it stuck out because I guess everything else looked fine to me. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. it was mm-hmm. just like, well, Kate Blanchett, I, why didn't you do some acrobatics? I will say though, like <laughs> Thor being so indestructible all the time, it was kind of cool to see him get his ass beat. Yes. What did you think about him losing his eye? I don't love it, but I and don't it, either. you know what really does it really tells me that. Like Chris Hemsworth's days playing this character are nigh. Like his time is nigh. Like they're numbered. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. The I days are what, numbered. I got it. From the yep. First. I know. I was. <laughs> I, me, I'm good talk. Keep at, going. <laughs> no, keep going. I think uh, you should. Uh, going. Uh, uh, <laughs> thank you. Thanks, guys, for your permission. So, Thanks, yeah. listeners, for sticking through that journey. Um, I really appreciate but, like, it. He had this smirk on his face too. Like he was like, "I'm saying something," but it just kept going. Yeah, it was gone. <laughs> Uh, no, I think I think Chris Hemsworth only has a couple movies left. Maybe by the end of uh, Infinity War, he'll be gone. Well, I, we know Chris Evans is piecing out. He hasn't wanted to be a part of this for a while. Now, so. Apparently, he like realized that now that he's filming the last part of it, he was like, oh, maybe I do want to continue this, but it's like I too late. I would love it if he went. I know, he's so before. good. And he, is he like, oh, I also make $20 million every time I do this. <laughs> I don't even think he was that much. When he first signed, he signed like a huge contract in the beginning and his first pay on, because he was like not as big at that point. He yeah. kind of simmered down. I think he only made like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, they didn't what? make much. They didn't make much yeah. for their very first ones. Very but, cu- first couple, he signed on the contract where he was not making. But you guys, do you know what the budget for both Infinity War movies is? No, one billion dollars. So not each? a lot. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I was like, five, what? No, but five hundred million dollars for each okay. one. Wow. So well, they'll make it back on night or weekend one. Yeah, right. But no, I mean RDJ obviously makes like seventy five million. But oh, I think no. I think the Chris's and all those guys like Scarjo probably sadly makes less than everybody. But oh. like I think they all should That's make insane. at least ten. Uh, wow. But like I know it's also like a really inspirational character. Like I I, I love Captain America. He's my yeah. favorite of the Avengers. Always has been, always will be, and I really wish Chris Evans would stick around. Mm-hmm. Chris Hemsworth, if somebody else picks up the hand, like if they somehow like resurrect Mjolnir, and you know somebody else gets the power of Thor, if it's Jane Foster and they give Natalie Portman her chance, 
Um, she's too ill. I think they could recast her and no one would care. Yeah, I yeah. don't think so. She was too serious. Like, she was way too serious in those movies. Yeah. Well, she, I don't feel like she was too serious. I mean, yes, I yeah. guess she was. But I, I don't feel like that was a problem for her character. Um, or, like, just a likability. Like, I didn't really, like, dislike that yeah. she was serious. I just don't think that Natalie Portman would be a good Thor. No, she's she's too little and her arms are very short. Um, <laughs> okay. Let's talk more about the, the faults of her body. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying for somebody who's swinging uh, a hammer. She has split ends. No, I mean, she's a beautiful woman. She can do whatever she, do whatever she, she puts her mind to. No, but. I think we could recast. Yeah, a Jane Foster. I mean, fucking fine. a, like you have Tessa Thompson, like give her yeah, me over. She could become like I would buy that. I would, I would buy, buy Tessa Thompson beating ass as Thor, like mm-hmm. with the power of Thor. That would be fucking awesome. How would I would she dig have that. The power of Thor, though, if Thor whoever now, holds whoever holds the sword hammer. I said yeah, but I, I know. But let's say Thor dies and puts his his he like in dying reconstitutes Mjolnir with his powers in it. Yeah. I mean, then anybody. Otherwise, can be then you can't explain him. And then the, off the mantle. Yeah, and yeah. then the tag is Tessa Valkyrie picking it up and be like, "Hmm, uh, looks yeah, like it's time for me to be hooked." <laughs> just like that. If yeah. it's yeah. not like yeah. that, it's not worth it. And I and I'm and I'm like, oh, boner jams. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay, so let's let's talk about the end, and then we can talk about the future. But okay. um, so very so quickly, the, the yeah. end of the movie is basically uh, they decide to raise Surtur, and he. Unleashes Ragnarok, I guess, uh-huh. and uh, kills with quotes Hella. Right. Um, is she dead? We don't know, but like, well, the planet exploded, so maybe. Nah, man. She's what full, I didn't understand she lived, though, she lived in an alternate dimension for like thousands of yeah, years. Yeah. What she's, I didn't understand fine. though is like he destroyed Asgard, but like he doesn't himself get destroyed, right? So here's what was frustrating. They also kept saying. She pulls her power from Asgard uh-huh. in the same place you do. <clears throat> and then suddenly Asgard exploded and he did not lose all of his abilities. Asgard is not a place. Yeah, it's but he, he realized. <laughs> Thor realized. So if those people died, he'd be like, now I'm a normal schmuck. No, well, that's yeah. why they have to rebuild in Norway. <laughs> okay, cool. Nah, man, they're going to fly through Kansas. I don't know if you guys read that run of Thor where no. Asgard floated above Can- like a small town in <laughs> <What>? Kansas. <laughs> Yeah, I I forget how Asgard and it was it wasn't all of Asgard. It was like the capital city of Asgard. And Clark was cool with this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Clark, Clark Kent. Oh, sorry. Get sorry. It, not in the same oh way. yeah, yeah. Kansas. Sorry. I can't you, think of like Kansas. I, I don't like. So I don't read DC comics. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, no. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, that was a cool run of the comics. Um, and yeah. Anyway, they could rebuild in Kansas or Norway or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then let's talk about that final scene. I, not final scene, sorry. The cut, the mid-credits scene uh-huh. where I guess that's Thanos, right? Yeah, it has Thanos to be, right? ship comes up be? and like blocks their way. And Are, also, like, what happens, though, if Thanos shows up in front of their ship? Does he capture them? And that's well, that's the, that's the problem is they already have the footage from uh, Infinity War that mm-hmm. they released at Comic-Con this year. Mm-hmm. And I managed to somehow catch one person's uh recording of it from hall h Ooh, you watched it one time and then <laughs> and i went back five minutes later like i want to watch it again to like really take it all in and it was already down i did not see <laughs> it. so it was like a whisper yeah, of, a, of a video what was it so <laughs> there's a, f- a shot of thor flying through space uh not in a ship 
like just floating, floating, or floating, floating. Through, yeah, floating Free through space. Float. And the <laughs> yes. Milano, the ship uh, flown by the Guardians of the Galaxy, crashes oh, into Thor, and they bring this. him aboard. I freaked out about that entirely. Yeah, so that to me means that you know, I here's what I think is going to happen: Thanos is going to uh, trap the ship or whatever. He's mm. going to confront Thor and Loki and be like, "Oh," and they're like, "We're gods." I think Loki's going to be like, hmm, "I got this," and he's going to try to like uh, talk. To Thanos and try to trick him somehow. Thanos is going to kill Loki. Well, Thanos is that's our first with Loki. What's that? Thanos has already worked with Loki. Oh right, has I forgot. Oh, about right, that right, 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 right. Well, then yeah, again, he's he could be like, I totally forgot like, about that when yeah. I was pitching this, but I still think he'll probably be like, <laughs> he'll, he'll probably still be like, oh, I worked with this guy before. He's a friend from work. Um, <laughs> but Loki is so opportunistic yes. that I feel like he'd be like, oh yeah, just get rid of Thor. It's fine. Yeah, and either that's going to happen and it's going to be Loki and Thanos, but I, I think Thanos is going to kill Loki because honestly, you I think lo- he'll kill him. I I love Loki. I think it's time for Loki to no longer be in these movies. I- I don't think he will. I think maybe it might, the whole universe might turn into Loki making the decision and Loki dying to save the universe. Like, I feel like they're trying to redeem him hardcore. They've already kind of done it, though. Like, but, yeah, he I was mean, a yes, legit good no, guy. In because this in this movie, they've definitely established that Loki is looking out for Loki. And, yeah. like, but only kind of. He only, I, like, he like kind of sidesteps being a good guy once or twice, but he's right back in line. He got I mean, on the he's ship. He's got with... that Infinity Stone in his pocket, though, which is probably why the bigger ship is going and grabbing. Right. Oh yeah. 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 You think he took the cosmic? Yes. Oh yeah, for oh, sure. Okay. I mean, he well, did a, a, like a double take on yeah, it. Yeah, and we didn't yeah. we didn't actually see Loki ever get on the ship because when Ragnarok happened. And like there was the shot of everybody in the window. I was like, wait a minute, where's Loki? Did Loki's he... there. Loki's oh, he in, is. Oh, he yeah. in, throws the top of that thing at him, and Loki catches it and says he's really here. And uh, they oh, talk about hugging. Oh, but oh, right, right, right. But I meant when when right when Asgard is exploding. Yeah, because I thought that there. scene happens after with no. the throwing. The throwing no, no, no. thing happens after that scene, but he was in the. Oh, anyway, he was in the, the rabble. Yeah, he was in the rabble. Gotcha. Of people. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, Hulk. Just, yeah, still just, being Hulk, just chilling. Just hanging out. Banner is dead. <laughs> but yeah, or you know, but yeah. Anyway, I think Thanos Literally is gonna the death. fuck some shit up, and he's gonna throw Thor to the to the winds, or to mm. the not winds, to the vacuum, to the cold, vacuum deadly space. vacuum of space. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's definitely one of the theories that I've read is that he definitely took the stone because why wouldn't he? And but yeah, I think that he would definitely like try to be like, I'm gonna go with Thanos now, and Thor goodbye. Right. And then probably middle of Infinity War, he'll be like, oh, actually, he doesn't like me anymore, so I'm going to go and be with Thor. Right, right. <laughs> he always just... goes on whatever side is winning. Right. So whatever well, I is. feel like ultimately if he doesn't get killed in the early moments, mm-hmm. it's going to be a thing where Thanos is going to be like, oh, I'm going to kill half the universe to impress death or whatever the thing is. I'm going to kill a ton of people, and Loki's going to finally grow a conscience. And Do we like, know Nabra. if death is going to be in this? No, probably not. Probably but not? I'm okay. just saying. I would love if she Probably did. something similar, though, where he's like, I'm going to kill everybody. Uh huh. Loki's like, nah, man, can't do that. Nah, man, be cool. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I haven't actually read his run, but uh, I had someone on talking about Thanos, and we were discussing the whole, like, I guess he snaps his fingers and makes the whole world die. Or not the whole world, but, like, half the universe die. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, we were talking about how that would kind of be, like, the perfect way to end the first Infinity War movie is just him snapping his fingers. Oh, that would be so and, epic. And, like, go to black. <laughs> yeah, that would be so um, epic. I, yeah. I would probably cry. <laughs> that's how it ended. I would leave that room being like, 
why can't I watch the next one? Yeah, now? <laughs> I'm going to murder someone. I'm, I'm just really excited. I'm really hoping that by the time we get to Infinity War, we have some actual stakes. Like, yeah. the, I want by the end of Infinity War one, somebody to be fucking dead. You mean yeah. like the opposite yeah. of Civil War? Yeah, exactly. Because there were no stakes. To oh that. no, Rhodey <laughs> got Rhodey got hurt. He'll never walk again. Oh, psych! In 20 minutes, we're going to watch him cool. walk. Yeah. yeah, he'll be yeah. fine You're by welcome. the time Infinity right. War comes around. Oh, yeah, he's going to be totally recovered by that time. It's so upsetting. And I don't want him to die. I want, like, Tony or... Well, Thor. Tony probably will die. I mean... Yeah, he's got to at some point. They can't yeah. afford to pay him that much longer. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Nope. Uh, so, yeah. Okay, overall, we all enjoyed it, though. Loved. Yes. <laughs> I absolutely loved the movie. Yes, despite all, all despite that I've all said. Despite all the crap of our ripped-a-new asshole in the movie. If you stayed till the end of the... I, I enjoyed it. We did love the movie. It I was would watch fun. it a third time with you guys if you want to hang out. <laughs> yeah. I had movie I, um, but oh, I, I, nice. I do. Oh, of course. Of course. Everyone, everyone in Hollywood does now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh, yeah. no, it was probably my favorite Thor movie. It yes. was definitely my favorite Thor movie. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I, I actually do enjoy the second one. But yeah, I'd have to say if I were to pop in one, I'd pop in that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's it. We're done, guys. All right. All right. We <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> all right. I thought you were gonna say, "All right, get out of here." All right, <laughs> get out of my house. Yeah. So, thank, thank you guys for being on my show to talk about Thor. Uh, yeah. Um, do you guys want anyone to follow you anywhere or do any? What are you guys doing now? Well, I'm walking down a, a dark street later, and I would love someone to follow me and keep me mm-hmm. safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Uh, you can follow me at Topher Harvest. T O P H E R. There's no F in my name. <laughs> uh, and also my podcast, Wine and Comics. Yeah. Oh. Uh, sure. If you'd like to occasionally see me post on Twitter, uh, <laughs> at the underscore John J O H N underscore bring B R I N G, but really check out penguins versus possums.com penguins vs possums.com. Buy that shit. Buy it. Go for it. Yay. Thank you guys. Thank you. All right, so that was our Thor review. I hope you guys didn't hate it. Also, I'm sorry. I just realized that the uh, audio was a little bit weird. <laughs> um, I couldn't fix it, though, because I'm not tech savvy. Um, savvy. Uh, I don't know what just happened with my my voice just there. The dog is bugging to get into the podcast room. All right, he's in. Crisis averted. All right, so... Um, yeah, that was the episode. Uh, like I said, we actually did love the movie. <laughs> so hopefully you guys didn't think otherwise. Uh, but anyway, that's the end of the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Oh, I have a recommendation that I just found out about today. Or not, I just found out about, yes, it, it makes sense to me. Anyway, so I have a recommendation. I watched about four episodes of this show. It's on YouTube. It's called Drawfee. That's D-R-A-W-F-E-E. Okay, so it's <laughs> these three artists and then like a friend. Uh, they they draw something that is described to them, basically like in like video games and, and stuff like that. So someone comes in and they say like, all right, we're going to draw pokemon today and you have to draw it from memory and so they're like oh god what huh and so then they like talk about obscure ass pokemon like uxy i don't i've never heard of an uxy but there's an uxy and so he's like oh no i don't remember how to draw this and so they're like well if it helps he's a grass type and so then they start drawing out of like their imagination or whatever they remember and it is so funny um each episode is about maybe like 20 minutes or so um but it's so worth it 
they are so funny and the drawings are so ridiculous uh ryan eliopolis show uh friend friend of the show (laughs) actually posted one of the videos for bloodborne that they did and uh so as i do when i'm at work i went ahead and pressed play and it was so funny i had to watch three more so anyway that's my recommendation for this week it's so funny go check it out i'm gonna have the link in the show notes as well hey speaking of show notes you guys can go to the website interviewacomicnerd.com and each episode has its own little section or its own little page or whatever its own little link that you guys can go to and they all Each have their own comment section. So if there's anything you guys want to talk about that was mentioned today on the show or just happening in the world that you want me to talk about, or maybe if you guys even have a recommendation for something I should read and recap on the show, like, go on there and tell me. Also, there's a contact page where you can send an email. It goes straight to me. Nobody else in the world will see it except me. Um, So, yeah, go utilize that stuff. Um, I'm moving around a lot. So if my voice is like going in and out, I'm so sorry. I just get so excited at the end. Um, It's not because it's ending. It's because all the energy (laughs) is getting ready to leave. Anyway, um, so go to the website. Go check that out. Also, hey, do me a little bit of a favor. I ask you guys every week and no one's done it yet. Go on to the iTunes uh, reviews or whatever. Go give me a review. Go give me some stars. Remember, this will help the show uh, uh, get out there, get into the audience. I can bring more cool people in, which I'm working on getting. Um, I have some, uh, I, I'm not going to tell you what's coming anyway. (laughs) Um, uh, help spread the, the, the love of the show. This was a long one. This is the longest one we've ever done. And I keep talking. I'm so sorry. Anyway, you can find us on social media, uh, interview a nerd on Twitter, interview at comicnerd.com uh, is the website. If you want to follow me on anything, I'm Le Richard C, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I post a lot of pictures of my dog. So if you want to know what he looks like, what the little bugger looks like, that'll be there. Um, also, uh, let's see what else is there. If you can find me on Facebook, like good luck. Uh, <laughs> no one ever can. So uh, you can add me there if you want. Sure, why not? Uh, I don't have friends, so, you know, always looking to make more. Uh, That sounds so sad. All right, so that's the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I always love doing this show for you guys. Uh, Oh, that's going to be it for now. Um, All right. Remember, you guys, be good, be kind to one another, stay lovely, and we will see you next time. Bye.